Hello. Are we ready? Yeah, we had a false start, but hello. let's do it again. Hello, Dave. Hi, Luke. <laughs> How are you? Very well. Welcome. How does the echo go in here? Do we know? Have oh. we had, had any... Like, it probably won't matter in this, yeah. with the, the, this equipment, but we, I just um, noticed it then. Yeah, we're in a large office. We don't have a guest. No, no. It I feels mean, like unless, ages since Unless the gravity of the venue is a guest. Mm. It's probably not going to contribute much on mic, though. This feels like a... <laughs> the venue is the third character. Yeah, exactly. Um, this feels like a throwback to old times. It does a little bit, doesn't it? We're in an office, a workplace on the weekend. Yeah. We're recording just the two of us. This yep. is our roots, basically. It is. I mean... The echo is the opposite of the old environment. Yeah. But hey, beggars can't be choosers. That doesn't really relate, really. Um, I, I will say it's kind of nice not having to go to a venue and spend money when we've got a lot of beers ourselves. Definitely. That's uh, something that uh, we can definitely look at going forward a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And also I think there was a while there where I was fucking broke as shit. So like going to a venue, I was like, man. Beer is expensive. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, this is, I think I'm going to be looking forward to this. Yeah. We've also got Beer Mash just downstairs. Yep. Um, shout out to Beer Mash, to. our neighbours. Hey, Beer Mash. And above board, the cocktail bar is just downstairs. What a fucking location. Yeah, absolutely. So, Have you been to above board? No, I still haven't. I really want to. I interviewed How one How long has it been open for? Uh, over a year. Yeah, okay. A couple of years. One of the, the best cocktail bars in Melbourne uh, is the reputation that it has. I've interviewed one of the people that work slash worked there for a story, but I've never actually been in there. Yeah, okay. I walk past it pretty much every day now. We should do a night recording one time and pop in for a head cocktail. In there, yeah. Or we could get a cocktail and bring it back up. Love it. Kind of loses the vibe. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Have you been there? Never. No. I do like a cocktail bar. Yeah. I had a really good martini at Seamstress the other day. Yeah. Um, it was expensive. How do you have yours? Uh, that one I had. So they do these really specific. They pre-dilute or they dilute to order rather than... Um, so the stirring of, of a martini... Is pretty much to get to the... Dilution, yeah. yeah. And they chill it down, but they keep distilled water frozen. Uh, as in, sorry, distilled water really cold and they put the gin and freeze that pretty much. Right. So they blend it with the um, vermouth to order. So and they, they break it down to how many parts and then they've got maybe 20 gins... About a dozen, dozen different garnishes, so you can really choose, and you can choose your vermouth, and you can, uh, you know, you can really yeah. like make it your own. It's maybe like twenty eight dollars though. That's a lot, yeah. But it was fucking good. I had a cocktail onion on the side, yeah, which I think technically makes it a. There's a different name. Yeah, I've been you, looking up a lot of those like cocktail variations lately, mm. or like more so that in Japan particularly went to heaps of cocktail bars and just seeing a lot of names that I didn't. Recognize, yeah, and then researching them to find out that they were the exact same as another cocktail, but with like the garnish change, yeah, or yeah. one of the spirits change, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I do. I'm drinking a lot of martinis at home. Yeah, it's. I think martini is the best cocktail. Uh, that's my opinion. It's like the purest cocktail, mm. sure. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, you can it, sort of vary it to your liking as a lot. Yeah, uh, it's an easy drinker. Yeah. Yeah, it's also a pretty intense drinker if, yeah. you're not, if you're not ready for it. Yeah, well, yeah. But I assume if you're making it at home, you should be ready for it though, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you even make a cocktail at home? Yeah, yeah. What do you go for? Um, I make a lot of old fashions, Negronis, mm. um, and martinis, yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. We, dig a, we dig a martini at home. Yeah. Uh, 
So, speaking Why don't of you plug a cocktail recipe on Eats and Drinks? Oh, yeah. Um, plug to Eats and Drinks. If I, have I plugged it on Out of the Time yet? Not yet. I have no. briefly. I don't think you have. Oh. You might have mentioned it, but yeah. Uh, YouTube channel that is exp- that I'm doing with my friend Salty. Um, we're exploring food. So, each week, um, we skipped a week recently, but each week we're doing two recipes. Trying to start do some fermentation-y stuff in there. Yeah, you should. Just general yeah. cooking-y stuff. Um, we've, done some, we've done a hot sauce ferment. Uh, the problem with fermentation, it takes a while. Sure. You can't film it in a day. You need to plan it and just yeah. do it over the stages. Because that would be a great video, I reckon. We've done a honey garlic ferment, um, which is really easy. So you check that one out. We did a... Oh, we did cow, cowboy candy. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, cowboy candy is so good. And then the cheese toaster using a bit of cowboy candy yeah. was fun too. Yeah. Why did you use white bread, by the way? I wanted to ask you that. Uh, I think white bread is good for a toasty. And mm-hmm. I, was, I was at... I had to get it at Baker's Delight. My options were limited. I was like, Mate, let's just go for a bloody white bread toast. Cape seed loaf. I mean, I understand it, but yeah. like, gee, the cape seed's a good loaf. Baker's Delight. I got rolls there the other day. I just, uh, there was no love. I yeah. picked it up and I just, it was just a it's hollow. It's a business. Yeah, yeah. it's fine. And like, I, th- I think that the bread is fine. I, I'm, it's good for what it is. I'm sure the ownership's not great. I don't know. I'm yeah, sure I mean, it. it's hard to get that big without um, yeah, sacrificing something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I had the rolls. I wasn't impressed. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, we did cowboy candy, and then we made a cocktail with the cowboy candy syrup. Yeah, I like that. I love the beer cocktail. I want to talk about. Yeah, West Flader and uh, what did it be a Negroni with West Flader and Twelve? You commented on that. What was your comment? You said something like, or didn't comment on the video. You said no, to me. I said to you. I don't know what I said about a unique ingredient. I think. Yeah, I can't remember. Mm. I bet it was a great comment. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, using an aged Oh, beer. yeah. We talked about using an aged beer. Turned, I mean, I think it was... No, it was our, our, our conversations. Like, using something like that turns it into a special cocktail. Yeah. Yeah, so I used a five-year-old Westie 12. Yeah. So, like, we talk about a martini at, at a bar. Costs $28. Yeah. Or whatever. Whereas you can make it at home, but also you can make something that you can't get at a bar. Exactly right. And that makes it fun. And there's those are those kinds of beers. Like, I, I, I can't remember. It was probably five years ago that I bought the Westie 8 and Westie 12. Mm. And I didn't get it. Mm. I liked them. Mm. But, like, the amount of hype around those beers is intergalactic. Yeah. So... Probably not so much anymore. Maybe not, then, but yeah, yeah maybe perhaps. But I, I didn't quite get it for the price and the hype. But there's plenty of beers like that. And if you want to try it, that's awesome. But using something like that as an ingredient in a delicious cocktail, you can try it and see what it's like um, on its own. But then to making it really special, yeah, that's like well, it's pic- special. Particularly yeah. in a cocktail, we used, I think I used 60... Mills out of a what are they 250 mil bottles something like that yeah or 330 330 yeah um so you can have you can have it both ways yeah exactly and if it's just you as well like treat yourself get a one of your aged beers do something interesting with it and then have the beer yourself as well especially if you want if you one of your aged beers is like a large format bottle mm. like last night we had the um we split the um, tequila black lung Oh yeah, and it was good, but we shouldn't have had it. It was the last beer of the night. We were yeah. both tired, yeah, and we were like enjoying the beer, but regretting opening it. Yeah, yeah. And if you like, if you've got a large format beer like that, it could be real fun to make a couple of cocktails, mm. then split the rest of it, and 
you're in for a good time. Yeah. Uh, come summertime, uh, I've got a couple of beer cocktail um, ideas that I think are more suited to summer. Yep. Also got... Some kind uh, of spritz. Yeah, we're definitely yeah. Do be doing a, a fun spritz. Like uh, I'm going to do a fun martini, a nice. martini using some beer. Uh, and also going to do some ferment cocktail combos. Yeah, I like that. So we'll, we'll do a, some basic ferment drinks and then we can make a cocktail from it. So Fine. eat some drinks. One Talk of the things I like about it so much is, I mean, it's only going to happen more as you progress, but using ingredients that you made from previous episodes in other dishes yeah. is great. Because, I mean, you know if people are watching it and playing along at home, they've probably got what you've made. Yeah. So they've got it handy and they can make it too. I well, like I think it. that's kind of the thing now that I've been doing a lot of fermentation at home. And I've always done a lot of cooking, but doing more so now um, as a bit of a more of an outlet. Yeah, I'm finding that I'm making... You know, I made stock the other week because I had tons of leftovers and now I can use that in soups or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Use my ferment stuff. Oh, I need some sweetness. You've got honey garlic that you've yeah. made. So, yeah. it's a, I wanted you to take that kind of holistic approach to cooking. Particularly, buddy... I don't know. The world's not looking flash at the moment. We've got to kind of use... More you can do yourself. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Also, when the economy does collapse, people are still not going to need to eat. If you can whip up some food and sell it on the street, Mm -hmm. you're in a good position. You can really rub it into those other losers that didn't prepare. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where were you when when we were watching Eats and Drinks? Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm just thinking of like a Blade Runner scenario... Or um, Judge Dredd, The Underground. You know what you do as well? Not Judge Dredd, what's the one? You Demol- make, Demolition Man. You make a detailed uh, notes of everything that's happened and then you make the first movie documenting the collapse and being a, a, a winner through it. Mm. So not only are you, are you exploiting people in the moment, you're then exploiting the exploitation. Yep. You're going to turn around <laughs> and be a <laughs> mogul. Um, speaking of that, the I guess... You know the perilous state of the world. I watched a documentary as part of the film festival called "The Biggest Little Farm," about a couple who uh, she was a chef and he's a documentary or a, a videographer who did wildlife movies, and they moved just out of LA to start a farm. Found this farm that hadn't been used; the land hadn't been used for years. It was gro- like it was just dust, basically, and. They've spent seven years documenting, turning it into a completely, um, not no intervention farm, but organic farming, using nature, not killing anything. So they've got coyotes, for example, on the farm that are killing the chickens. Coyotes do. Yeah, they do, yeah. yeah. But they basically have worked out, they had this guy that helped them who was kind of a guru of uh, that kind of farming. They worked out how to use the coyotes for their own good. So now the coyotes hunt the gophers. Yeah, right. And then there's a dog that protects the chickens. And the gophers help aerate the soil, but they're not they're not attacking everything because the coyotes there. The coyotes are happy. So they've built this kind Just of... Just like great ecosystem. Yeah. Uh, fascinating watch. If you have an interest in farming or um, food or good documentaries, and because he's a... Wildlife videographer. Yeah, yeah, he's really um, got those skills. And so, yeah, the stories within the whole story of like, you know, the the pig that they got that when it got the pig gets sick. So there's these whole stories that roll out. Um, I like that. What's it called? The biggest little biggest farm. little farm. Really interesting. Let's talk about some beer news. We've kind of uh, we were yeah we've uh, sidetracked ourselves a little bit. So asking for apology. What is it? Asking forgiveness. Uh, 
I think whatever the, that phrase the, is. The the better phrase is um asking for forgiveness is easier than asking for uh permission. Uh before we finish that thought, I just realized that we've been drinking a beer or about oh, to yeah. finish it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Van Diemen sent uh, us a couple of bottles of their new spontaneous ferment beers. Uh, I really like everything I've had of Van Diemen lately. The early and late Saison and I didn't have that, but I heard really, really good things oh, about it. They were, I think, I think if it was a, you know, a bigger brewery or a more um, recognised brewery in the mainland yeah. in terms of distribution and everything, those beers... They would have been killers? Yeah, yeah right. Um, that was so good. How commonly are they brewed? Don't know. Uh, well, when you hear this, let us know. Yeah. It's probably on their website. Um, but Spontaneous Ferment, um, I'm really, really excited. Really fun, interesting beer uh, we just had. This is Long Shadows. It's a blend of one and two-year-old uh, Spontaneous Ferment beers, but everything comes from the farm. So the Love hops it. are grown. Love it. Um, the malt and the wheat is grown there and then malted on the farm. They're true uh, estate beers. Yeah, yeah uh, really just like even, and I think the beer's lovely and the beer that I had last night, the other version, um, the name escapes me right now, both really interesting, really lovely beers. And even if they weren't lovely, the idea is still Definitely. so cool. It's nice to get a character of terroir into um, into beer and into more uh, common parlance. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it was a, a really good guy who loves farming and loves making beer and I think, yeah, speaking of farming, like that's mm. such a good, good, good little process. Tie-in. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Will. Thanks for sending us some beer. Yeah, it was great. I really liked it. Um, do we? Let's I take a short. Let's take a short break. Short break first, and then top up our beer. And then the news after our first break. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Okay. We are back. We are back, and we've got our glasses. Fizzing. It's pretty are, fizzing they? with uh, some Britannomyces mead from Hunter and the Harp. Um, hasn't been released yet. He said he'd release it when we give him some tasting notes for yes. it. Uh, but yeah, Brett spiked. I don't know too much more about it. But um, if you listen to the show with him, um, you can get our... Well, we should go back and listen to that show. Yeah, even if he didn't listen to it, you should because that was a great one. Um, but our, the meads that we that he made for our patrons are up for everyone at the moment. Patrons, if you're listening and you haven't been reading the, the communications, you get a really good discount on them. I think it's like $6 a bottle for patrons plus shipping. That's great. Um, or the top two tiers get free stuff. Um, but everyone else can buy them and they're only 16 bucks a bottle, which is less than his regular meads. Um Put a pack together of mead, $10 flat shipping, and you'll get some no fun. No worries, yeah. And mead ages really well. That's interesting. Oh, wow. It's got a fun savoury element to Definitely it. Definitely a savoury aroma. Mm. Um, oh. Yeah, and it kind of rounds out in a fun way. So, uh, you can The bread comes across, the honey comes across, it's dry as shit. Oh, extremely dry. It would actually be a dangerous one to drink. Mm. I don't think we know what the... I think it's about alcohol. 8%. Um, yeah, because that drinks down real easy, and it's real... It's like a really spritzy Granny Smith It's real apple. intriguing as well. So you could drink it real fast, I reckon. I, th- I found that with all the meads that I've had of, of uh, Joel's, of Hunter and the Harp. They, my first impression is always like, oh, interesting. And then I end up just loving it by the end and drinking it way too quickly. There's almost like a, um, like a fruit chutney aroma to yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
like an apple because I get Granny Smith apple, but it dies straight away. Yeah, so like um, a Granny Smith apple. But there's something there's something sweet about it though. Tamarillo, you familiar with like Tamarillo? That, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's fun though. Yeah, um, a little bit of thyme. I get a little bit of thyme flavor on the back end. Yeah, I can get that too. Man, this would be good with food. Oh, great! Oh, yeah. I think we've said that about all of his. Yeah, I think when we had it on the show oh, years ago now, uh, I don't know how long it was. Six months, we maybe. probably would have talked about it going well with food. This would go well with, um, oh, like seafood. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Scallops. Scallops. Um, Something juicy seafood would be really good. Yeah. It's so dry. Or even like seafood pasta as well. Mm. All right. I reckon if we went across the road and got a crab roll... It'd be a winner oh, from yeah. Katie's Crab Shack. Yeah. yeah, that'd be delicious. Anyway, uh, delicious, really fun. Yeah. I I really enjoy Hundred and Heart Meads. Um, go buy some, go buy some of the Quebec versions as well. Fun times, definitely. So, Illawarra Brewing Company. Yeah, saw this one kick off. Uh, I don't know which one is this one. This is the one where they did the Chuck Norris. Oh, the Chuck thing. Norris. Yeah, yeah, what a. <sighs> it's just so. I can't believe. That there's not more questions around it to, going off. To recap, um, and there's been a problem with memes recently where people, uh, what was the the Southern Bay got in trouble? It was not good. Yeah, yeah. and then the the guy ended up quitting his job. Yeah, uh, imagine like he's he's a middle aged dude. Imagine having to quit your job, resign. Yeah, over a meme. Yep, and something. But even not only that, that's one absurd thing. But then something that. You should have questioned before you put it out. Well, they've been they, and they got in trouble for posting memes before. <laughs> if they had, well, a, I mean, I think I don't know if it actually went out. I think it was going to be bonus content at one stage, but we talked about Southern Bay's social media. Yeah, I was convinced this that, was really early on as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, but I was convinced it was satire. No, <laughs> yeah, no, it was just bad. You no, know, after a while, yeah. I I realized, but I was like. I was. I thought it was satire. That's how blunt it was. It's the kind of satire we would do, or I would do it. I think. Yeah. If I was making, I, I, you know, making a bad meme, like it was. And I guess for people that aren't familiar, it was those really early internet memes where it's top text, bottom text, you know, like a baby drinking beer. I haven't had too many beers or whatever. Like or even even trash. like, but even like, tag a mate who can't wait to have a Southern Bay frothy tonight. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And there's a yeah. picture of a guy drinking yeah. beer. Like. Just really lazy, old, not funny stuff. Um, and this one from Illawarra Brewing Co. They posted this week was a Chuck Norris one. Yep. Which, that's an internet thing from a decade ago. Yep. A uh, decade plus where it was more, like... Yeah, more. You know, Chuck Norris is like this tough guy and, you know, he kicks ass and whatever those jokes were. I think they were mildly amusing for maybe 20 minutes there. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed a Chuck Norris gag it, then it, 15 years ago. Yeah. yeah, and then it turns out that Chuck Norris is a, a bit of a crazy right wing. Is he? Um, I have no idea some, what he's got he, going, going on. He yeah. writes for a website. Um, he's got a column on a website called World News Daily, Yeah, which is really kind of far right cooked right. Christian um, you know, Satanism oh, is, wow. is alive kind of stuff. You know, Satan and demons are, are out there trying to get us and we need to, you know, all pray but also shoot people with our guns. Yeah, right. Um, that kind of space is where he is. I used to enjoy Chuck Norris on a level where back in the day, Conan O'Brien used to do one of his segments was like out of context Chuck Norris, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger yeah, clips. Yeah, yeah, And they were hilarious. 
I mean, my, my brother used to love Walker Texas. Walker Texas Ranger because he said it was just like watching a video game plot just so rudimentary sure, plot yeah. it's just like it's, it's so easy to watch um, anyway so this was like when Chuck Norris it was a meme of Chuck Norris and the top text was like when he attends a feminist convention or something like feminist that rally, he comes back with a sandwich and his shirt iron or something yeah. like that yeah it's not funny like even I can't even remember what the context of their of them posting the meme was I think they have a beer called Chuck Norris. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah, right. Um, but like, so the joke, <laughs> I, I want to kind of unpack the joke of that. Sexism aside, yeah. the joke is that he goes to a place, a rally. Yeah. Is he threatening them there? Is he going to threaten oh, them? I assume he's just so charismatic that everyone drops uh, okay. their, uh, their core beliefs. And they fall into gender stereotypes. Sure, yeah. I guess there's a joke in there. I don't think it's a... It's not strong. No. So, they posted Not that. as strong as one of his roundhouse kicks, anyway. No. Yeah. See, that's the Chuck Norris jokes oh, okay. that, yeah. that work. Roundhouse kicks is a slam dunk, yeah. Um, but, so they posted this. Naturally, people were like, hey, that's really sexist. In 2019, you can't, like... You know, particularly... Particularly in the beer world where, you know, we need to, I guess, turn the needle so far against... Those kind of jokes that we need to, I think, overcorrect. Does that make? You know, we need to be really yeah. like, cause, cause traditionally, gender stereotypes in beer have been really bad for for women who like beer. Um, so we need to be really careful. And so it blew up, of course. Yeah, Come and on. then I assume there was just as many people going, PC go mad. Yeah. So then Everyone there were the people in like, lighten up. Yeah. but then there's like, that's the thing I don't get. The people in the comments that are like, PC gone mad. You know, it's just a joke. I thought it was funny. And so I kind of ended up weighing in on these comments of like did, like, did you actually find it funny though? Like, is there a joke in there that you enjoy? Sexism aside, is anyone looking at that going, ha, Jack Norris. Uh, I work in an office with people who aren't funny that think they're very funny. I bet plenty of people thought it was really funny. Yeah. Like, there's good comedy out there in 2019. Put on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. And and I think of like say Bill Burr, who we both really enjoy, and he treads a line. Yeah. Like he's got a whole he's got a whole um stand up special. I think he's got it's a, on it's a recorded special about making a sandwich. You know, it's a woman out there you should make your husband or partner a sandwich. Which is a, the same joke essentially, but then he spends an hour and a half yeah, convincing you why that point isn't as shocking as it sounds. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's that's what a lot of people. I think Joe Rogan's another one in comedy. They make a inflammatory statement yeah. and then spend the next part of the time backtracking and unpacking why what you're thinking might not be what he means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that it's hard comedy to do. Yeah, it's um, risky. Yeah. It's because like watching it, even you know, watching it, and I as a fan of Bill Burr. It makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah, because um, but, but a, a lot of those uh, a lot of those guys do it do that on purpose because if they want to be on cutting edge, yeah, that's the high risk, high reward stuff. That we're yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, the other Bill Burr one is he's got a whole special bit around the phrase "It's never okay to hit a woman." Hit a, uh, no, I think his I think his his joke is. There is no reason to hit a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, and I think yeah, I, without wanting to butcher it a bit. Yeah. yeah, and and like you know, saying it now, there's people. May, I assume there's people going, "Whoa, that's a 
hard thing to justify. Yeah. But when you when you go through and he goes through all these yeah. scenarios and unpacking that whole phrase, um, but I mean the underlying thing at the end at, throughout the joke is you just don't do it though. <laughs> yeah, and and also violence and um, you know all those things that come with violence really really bad here is the the whole picture that that yeah. phrase paints um but then when you just get a chuck norris meme that's yeah, like exactly right there's no there's without no, nuance it's um it's pretty hard to let that fly uh so they went and made an apology uh, a handwritten note on facebook i haven't got the note with me but I, there was something that when i read it i can't remember what part of it but it was like come on i didn't read it because it was yeah. was it in pencil or pen? It was scribbled. Yeah, it was scribbled, but it was like another one. Ah, I wish we had it and I wouldn't uh, make any any mistakes here. But it was just along the lines of this was just intended as a joke and like the same thing we've heard however many times with these apologies. Mm. You can make... It's easy to make good content for your social media. You don't have to just find an old meme off the internet ah. and do it. And that's the risks that come with it. Like... <laughs> yeah. The the world right now has moved on from that era of comedy on the internet. Yeah, I mean, if you want to make a splash on the internet with comedy, you've got to be current. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, disappointing to see. Um, in 2019, think about your social media. Think about what you're putting out there and what the 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 perception that 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 might have on your brand. Um, you know, Black Hops got in trouble. Southern Bay got in trouble. Some of the reactions to it. I don't know if it deserves... It deserves a reaction, 100%. It doesn't... It shouldn't happen. I think there might be somewhat of an overreaction at times. Yeah, that's also... That's also the climate too. Yeah. It's, it's almost about that overcorrection. Yeah, that, 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 I think that's what yeah. I mean. Like, that yeah. overcorrection needs to happen. We yeah. need to, like, stamp that out in order so... Yeah, in, like, in the ideal world, that reaction might be too much. Yeah. But in order to get into a more healthy place. Yeah, yeah. do that. Um... Yeah, that's some dicey issues to, to, to traverse yeah. there. Uh, speaking of these issues, yeah. the Great British Beer Festival just happened, uh, which is organised by Camera, the Carscale people, and they've relaxed their stance um, on keg dispense happening at the festival. It used to be just cask only, and now they've tightened their guidelines and, and what they're accepting for beers uh, for labelling and names as well, and names, yeah. So, Cask I always had this really, the really like, I don't know. The perception is it's old, old, crusty white dudes that love jokes about boobs. So, big titty ale and like. Is that right? Big, I didn't realize that was an element of it. Oh, that's a massive element. Yeah, right. Like really, like terrible looking tap badges from you know small, small cask yeah. breweries that are like, you know, big dong is dick. Oh, and there'd wow. be like a really like you know, cartoon penisy thing. Did not know that was an, an element of the. Oh uh, yeah, cast and they're, they're probably like the re- some of the real bad examples are far worse in terms of just. Yeah right. Oh, that's a bit of a weird, gross name of a thing. What a weird little pocket of the subculture. Yeah. yeah. So they've um, they've stopped that. They've said no more of this at. Um, and how did that like go down? So there were people that were like, ah, oh, can't bloody believe the PC thing. But in the beer bubble that we live in on social media, the people that we follow, the, you know, Melissa Cole, for example, who's been on the show, um, you know, she's outspoken. Mm-hmm. Um, is outspoken a good thing when you say something about that? It is, isn't it? I'm Definitely. saying she's an outspoken. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, she's passionate about yeah. you know, these kind of issues. She's almost like by default the figurehead yeah, for the yeah. movement. Yeah. Um, people like her and and other people within the industry, um, you know, Matthew Curtis, those that sort of English space of, you know, people that I think we identify a lot with and, yeah. and really enjoy um, engaging with. All were all really positive. Um, they said the the festival was really good. Uh, it seemed more diverse, more interesting, uh, more fun than than previous good. years. So great, Feels yeah. Like a positive change. Yeah. Um, just b- b- between stories. Yeah. Just back to this beer, this mead for a second. You know when you walk into like a deli. Yeah, I'm getting that. That's yeah. smoky. Which I think, I mean, that's a fermentation flavor. Um, like not leaning into band aid, no, territory. it's kind of like spicy, yeah, fermenty, spicy, fruity, a little bit, really tamarillo for me, yeah. I don't know if how, how familiar are people with tamarillos, they're kind of a New Zealand, even rosemary, a little yeah, bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very good, I like it. Yeah, I really like it too. All right, what was the next story? Um, so, Brew's news. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Brew Brewery. Uh, I don't. We don't need to recap the whole Brew B R O O. Go to Brew's. Go news to Brew's news. They've got all the brew content. Yeah. But it's just hilarious. So they've signed a two million litre minimum deal with um, East End Hotel Group, which is a Bundaberg Hotel Group, uh, up in Queensland. Um, There's just a, a funny quote in here where. Like, no one knows what this hotel group is. I think they have one hotel that I googled and found. But then the quote in Brew's News from the um, from the founder of Brew, uh, what's his name, Kent Grogan, he said, uh, you probably won't find much about East End if they are private and proudly independent. They're private and proudly independent. It reminds me of that old, like, I've got a girlfriend, but she's in another town. Yeah, like, yeah. You probably don't know her. But, you know, yeah. we're doing deals. Yeah. We've got a big deal, so... Big deal. Don't ask them. Don't even worry about researching it because there's nothing out there, trust me. But uh, it's a bit David Brentish. Yeah, yeah. The the brew story is an interesting one. So, I might have asked this whenever we've talked about brew. Mm. Is there a market that I don't see where they're selling beer? I think that's the same question a lot of people have. Um, looking at their financials, and, and Bruce News has spent a lot of time, um, James, James Atkinson and I think Matt Kirkgaard and now Claire um, Burnett, I think is her last name. Apologies, Claire, if I got that wrong, um, who's writing for them. They've all kind of looked at financials over different times and unpacked it in terms of are they selling beer. Yeah. Seems to be no. They're I, wasting money. Yeah, because I mean, I used to see them in Dan Murphy's 12 years ago, I reckon. Yeah. Yep. And I that's the last time I saw Brew, besides the stories that we're reading about mm. them being the next superpower in beer. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, that yeah, their plan... Are, is the, are they selling beer in Northern Territory or is there somewhere where their the beer is that I'm not aware of? I don't know. They're, I mean, they own... So, they own Mildura Brewery. Okay. Which is, you know, Stefano. Yeah. Um, which was... That was one of the like one of the players at least early in, days in the, in the Melbourne market. Sure, they were um, you know they not were only not only was the beer uh, p- pretty interesting for the time. Mm. Um, I remember they had a wheat beer that I really liked. I can't remember what it was. Um, mm. uh, Stefano was a uh, a passionate voice mm. when there weren't that many 
um, high profile people talking about beer, really. Um, yeah, so he's a, a somewhat renowned chef. Yeah, um, he's been Stefano on TV. Stefano Del Pieri, or something yeah, like that? Pieri. yeah, um, Del Pieri. I interviewed him recently for a story about chicken parmigiana, which hasn't actually been published yet. I need to find chat to the editor. I think it's going to be in the next hard copy version of Broadsheet. Yeah, nice. The history of the chicken parmigiana. That's going to get so many views. Oh man, writing that story, I wrote over the course of three weeks. All I wanted to do when I, as soon as I walked in a pub, I'm like, I need to eat a parmigiana. Yeah. Good read, but yeah. Um, did you? He, did you? Un, I mean, did you cover Parmi vs Parma? I mentioned it. I yeah. didn't want to. Sure. I know that that's going to be an easy click yeah, baity definitely. thing. That should be the headline. Take, yeah. <laughs> but I don't. I didn't want to talk about that. Um, there's no reason to talk about no. that anymore. Find an old social media post that does it and comment there. Um, I mentioned there'll it. be a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stefano used to give talks about beer and food. Um, used to. Extol the values So they, yeah They were an early They were a pioneer yeah. So Brew owns that now Which was a weird choice Didn't I don't know what And but they own a couple of other Are they brew still pumps. producing? Yeah 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 right um, They were going to build that Multi-million dollar brewery In Ballarat mm-hmm. What do you mean That's fell through today? I think so There's been no planning Permits lodged And like If you looked at the concept art For it Have you seen the concept yeah. art? It's It was an airport Yeah yeah, it looked like an airport. Mm. It looked bigger than, you know, when you see like flash big name winery places. Yeah. It looked like one of those, but twice the yeah. size, which is an obscene yeah. size. Like employing a town. Yeah. 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 Um, and then the China moves. I mean, their share price is tanking. They don't seem to be making money, but hey, they got this deal with this group. Yeah. No one's ever heard of. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to hey, wish maybe, ill will, maybe but. they will be the next mega, mega player. Yeah. Uh, yeah, interesting times for for brew. It's always been interesting times for brew. <laughs> yeah. uh, Reading about it anyway, I don't know if it's been interesting for them really. Look, there's plenty of the beer, beer news, but we do things differently on Ale of a Time. We don't like cover drink mead. Yeah, yeah, drink mead. Uh, I want to talk about the film festival again. Um, Mountain Goat have been advertising during the film festival. Okay, and you know how they've a lot of their beers have been movie themed. Attack yeah, of the Killer yeah, Hops. Yeah, yeah, back yeah. to yep. the brewer. Something about. Uh, one of the Anthony Hopkins movies, Science of the the Reeds. Science of the Reeds, yeah. Um, and they made little little videos for them for social media. Yeah, they've repurposed them to use at the start of the film festival. Okay, but the beers that they were advertising are no longer available. Sure. So Attack of the Killer Hops video, it's good, it's great. Yeah, that was a great beer. Um, although I think they had some issues with diacetyl, which I think they acknowledge publicly, okay. only in some bottles. But the good bottles are really yummy. The kind of a B-grade horror, you know, in the brewery kind of movie. Really, really funny little, you know, two-minute short sure. thing. But reusing that now, the beer's not available. So they show this great thing that finishes with Attack of the Killer Hops. Everyone in the cinema's like, have a, had a chuckle. Mountain Goat beer. Oh, movie themed. I would like to try that beer now. Then it says, this beer is no longer available. Oh, so it says that in yeah. the thing. Right. This beer is no longer available, but you can find more beers at... And it's this really weird deflating moment in the cinema of like, oh, you've just sold me on this beer. It's almost like they didn't do their homework for advertising the festival. And they were like, we've got these movie shorts. Perfect. Yeah. See, I feel like they just re-brew. That's why I'm saying saying it feels like they didn't do their homework and they're just scrambling to get content on time. (sighs) They could have done a um, A short montage of all the... 
We love at Mountain Goat. We love movies. And and you know, calm yeah, down. Just Great. contextualize it a bit. Yeah. But it's so deflating. There's this moment in the theater where you can almost like, oh, I can't get that beer. You just, you did a really fun thing. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. Boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's it's good seeing those little things on the big screen. You know, IPA. Um, but even just can them and have them for sale at the at the. Venues yeah. participating in the in myth. It, yeah, it just like, seemed such a weird, yeah. jarring like. Yeah. Okay. Check this out. Can't have it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, that's my mountain goat. News. Interesting. That, that yeah. is news you're not going to hear anywhere else. Definitely. It's bloody film festival ad discussion. Uh, two more things on my list. Blobfish is happening two weeks. Yep. Here in Melbourne, um, I think they announced. Did I make this up? They announced the rear bar- barrel was joining them. Oh, I didn't hear that. So maybe they... I don't uh, know if they did. God, I hope I didn't make that up. Even if you did make it up, all the local um, all the local producers are killers. Yeah. It's going to be such a great festival. Um, yeah, yeah. The rear barrel is coming along to Blobfish. That's fine. Uh, and the rear barrel are the ones that people look at and go... They're the model. That's the model we want to follow. Um, yeah. Black Arts, I was talking to them recently and they were like, rear barrel. We're pretty much using what their model is to, to kind of base our idea on. Wildflower is very much in that rear barrel mould. Um, did you go there when you were? To rib- no, I didn't no. go to rear barrel. No. Um, Where are they? San Francisco? No, I didn't go. No, I didn't um, go to San Francisco. I pretty much did all the San Diego breweries. Sorry, I just got a message about Lambic in a box. I'm working on a Fun, monster yeah. story about goon bags. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit of a teaser for Good Beer Hunting. And I've got one question that I can't answer about Lambic in a box. And my editor's like, we need to answer this question before we go forward. Stay tuned. Oh, interesting. Um, I can't bring up the list for Blobfish, but we've got Hop Nation, organised by the guys from Hop Nation slash yep. Slight Fermentation. Uh, Wildflower are going to be Wildflower, there. Uh, Van Diemen's uh, going to be Van there. Van Diemen, Sailor's Grave. Uh, Las Ren, mm. I think so. I think so. Not sure off the top of my head, but yeah, pretty much anyway, a, a great. Everyone doing wild beer, yeah, is in one be place. There. Yeah. Um, there have been people talking about the prices quite high. That's mm-hmm. the one criticism I've seen of it. Um, it's seventy five dollars, seventy five for a ticket. Yeah, and you get um, you get some tokens, a food voucher, a glass. Yeah, I do know, and I'm pretty sure I'm allowed to say this that they're doing a profit sharing. Thing so all the breweries are sharing in all the profits. That's awesome. Uh, I don't I don't know how well that works for a, a larger brewery versus a smaller brewery. Fair you know, enough, like yeah. if one brewery spells spells sells a lot more, but they get the same amount. But I fucking love communism. Yeah, maybe it isn't about going in there to turn a huge profit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I guess I'm really keen to support it. Just. Seeing that kind of festival done, definitely, yeah. You know, no one's really attempted to do a, a festival on that scale that's just sour beer, yeah, it's wild great. ferments, and, and what excited me, I saw a comment from uh, Brandon Sullivan saying that he was working on uh, working on a beer that's looking to be released at future iterations of the festival. So, oh, uh, right. So he's going to start. Yeah. So um, um, that sounds real fun. Yeah. So there's 16 breweries. Uh, let me just find the list. Yeah, I think their socials went through all the... Um, I think Garage Project are going to be there as well. Are they there? Okay. You got them? Got them. Right. Lasso Renava there. Uh, Slight Fermentation, which is Hop Nation. Wildflower Ocho or Ocho. I don't know how to say that. Which Ocho, is um, brewed out of Van Diemen's by one of the team there. 
I've never tried their beers. I've really wanted to for a long time. Uh, Bridge Road Brewers, The Barrel Farm by Blackman's, which is Blackman's. I had a um, honey and fig saison from them this yeah. week. It was outstanding. Yeah, yeah. I'm really, I really like everything I've had of theirs. Molly Rose, uh, Fathom by Green Beacon. I really enjoyed both of those beers oh, too. The, the brown especially. Yeah. The American Barrel Brown. Yeah. Um, oh, that's, that's in the running for my favourite beer of the year. That's going to go close, yeah. Future Mountain, Sailor's Grave, Three Ravens, Dollar Bill, Beer Farm um, out of WA, mm-hmm. which I've always been impressed with all of their beers. Yeah, I went to their stand at Frio Beer Fest and it was great, yeah. Uh, Van Diemen, Garage Project and Eight Wide. I didn't realise Eight Wide. Fun. Plus the rear barrel. Fun. That's, that's a sick lineup, yeah. Yeah, and like, you know, all these, all these brewers have fun little barrels that they're, you know, they can bring along and I, f- I feel like people are going to be bringing some yeah it's going to be a bit of a um bragging rights festival mm. i think so yeah i think it's going to be really cool um i i think i'm going along to the first session so come nice. say hi uh, that sounds great i haven't bought my ticket yet but i'll be doing it this week now that i've been paid oh yeah Whew. uh go uh stonerwood invitational is happening in two weeks nice up in uh burley heads they have a, an awesome list of breweries. There's Boat Rocker, Burley Brewing, obviously, um, Bolter, Stonerwood, obviously, are there. Uh, Hop Nation are going to be there. 17th of August, I'm going to be there doing masterclasses. So if you're in That's there... next weekend, then. Yeah. Okay. Oh, did I say two weeks? Yeah, yeah no, next weekend. Sorry. Blobfish is in two weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be there doing masterclasses. We're doing a sour one. We're doing a dark beer one. And we're doing... I haven't quite pulled it all together, and I'm leaving it to the last minute. But I'm trying to get some local honey. We're going to do get some ingredients used in uh, Brookie's gin. Brookie's mm-hmm. going to be there. Yeah. And ingredients used in the Husk Distilling Ink gin, which is pea flour. Yeah. And we're going to talk to them about the unique ingredients awesome. they use. And then we're going to make... You'll get a heap of content out of Brookie's, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. And then we're going to make... Um, I don't quite know how, but people will hopefully be walking away with a little honey... Uh, honey ferment yeah. with some native ingredients that you can take home and ferment. That sounds awesome. Uh, and it will go purple. We're making a purple Ooh. honey. As far as I know, no one else has done this before in the fermenting world. Um, I've made purple honey at home once and it's worked. Nice. Using pea flowers. So I'll show you how to do it. Purple honey. And we'll learn about ingredients. That's yeah. fun. I'm really looking forward to doing that. Purple honey sounds like a cop's like, uh, code name for some sort of drug. Yeah. Or Big a, um, purple honey a black exploitation. Yeah, uh, definitely. Movie? Yeah. Or uh, a recently murdered rapper. Yeah, yeah. But, but there's a dollar sign and an X in there for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good good recently murdered rapper yeah. jokes. Uh, that's my news. Yeah, that's I like news. it. I think that's good. Yeah, I mean, we've just ticked over 30 minutes and we just finished news. So, uh, different episode today, but yeah, it works for me. So it's our show. Exactly. Do what we want. Uh, final thoughts on this mead before we... I reckon next week we start off with recommendations. Mm. Um, I'm so on board with I that. really like this mead a lot. It's um, extremely... De- I don't know what I was expecting. Mm. Having the conversation, I knew to not expect something that was quite like anything else. Mm. But I uh, really like it. So our final tasting notes... I want to say tamarillo, savory. Tamarillo, savory, um, spicy like rosemary. Mm. Um, yeah, a, really, a really light. And apple fun. chutney. Apple chutney for sure. Thyme. Thyme a is bit. in there. Um, 
very very like effervescent and light and if that's eight percent it drinks way less than that yeah uh check his website when he releases it for it'll the be a killer with food mm. thanks joel as well yeah. um really really cool and um, it's so exciting uh the third of our patreon series what was the first one wildflower blend wildflower blend uh brute ipa brute ipa just before Brute IPA happened and then everyone forgot about Brute IPA. Yeah. But that beer's still bloody yummy. Still a killer, yeah. And now, now Vec mead. mead. So... And if you're not a patron, I would strongly recommend just going and buying some anyway. That's a great... Yeah, yeah. It's really fun. So $16, yeah. pick up some other meads and get flat shipping. Um, I've already... And I need to talk to you about this off mic, Dave, mm-hmm. but our next patron beer, I've already talked to the producer. Um, we need to go taste some barrels. If we must. Yep. Uh, I'll talk to you about that off mic. Let's come back and do some recommendations. Nice. We've put our third beer. Yeah. Uh, This is... I've seen it a little bit polarising online. It's the third... Also the third in the series of counterculture beers from Stone and Wood. Uh, we've had Killer Queen, mm-hmm. which is killer. Yeah. Uh, we had Sticky Nectar, which I like. So I can't remember what it. What's the critics' choice? Is that what it just got recently, or some crafty pint lists? Killer Queen, yeah, the crafty so pint best w- so far. So that was my submission for my top beer of the year. Yeah. And I was not surprised to see it get overall top. Yeah. That was a fucking winner. so good. Yeah. Sticky Nectar. Um, I think on tap I had it, and it was far too vanillary for me. But out of the can, I had it and I really enjoyed it. I didn't mind it, but I just had Killer Queen in my head. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and this is the third. This is a dark one. It'd be rude not to. Which is what's the description of the beer, by the way? Like, what do they call it? French toast stout. French right. French toast stout. It's in that pastry stout, um, I guess, genre. Mm -hmm. But it's, I guess, I I had a can last night. This is the can, second can. um, Hashtag freebie. On all of these beers, by the way. Yep. Uh, it's the most stoner wood version of a pastry stout. You yeah. Can imagine. And that kind of sounds like a bit of a dig, but it's not. not. Yeah. 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 It's great. It's um, really cinnamony on the nose for me anyway. Yeah. I get a ton of cinnamon. Quite dry. And then it might just be the um, combination of all the flavors because it's quite chocolatey. Um, but I sort of like get a whack of coconut at the end, which I don't think there's any coconut in mm. it. But like... Um, it's almost the expectation that coconut's yeah, yeah, going to be exactly. in there. Yeah, it's, um, I think I've seen comments online that people are like, you know, it's a bit thin. Um, you know, this this style of beer is generally pretty thick and, I get and that. sweet. It's only 7.4%. I say it's only, but yeah. like in it, comparison it, with a lot of other ones, that's pretty light. It doesn't have that thick kind of sugary high gravity finish. No, which I, I think a lot not. of people look for in these beers. Yeah. I certainly don't. That's yeah. why I avoid these beers like the plague. Um, this one, however, is right. Where I'd like these Yeah it's not to be. cloying at all It's um, It's good yeah I fan. didn't think I'd like this at all As well When I thought I'm like, Ugh, I don't know if I want to Drink a bloody tin of it I drank a tin of it last night And I could have drank another one Well this is exactly where I'm going to go with my recommendation For beer mm. um, Tell me Which is Well I had, a, I had a sample of this on tap Because that was all I Really wanted to have We're about At Carwin Cellars Cool And I instantly bought a can after that. Great. And that is the um, Mr. Banks Pastry Stout, Do, do You Even Lift? Yep. Which is a neutral grain marshmallow imperial stout. God, that uh, sounds obnoxious. Doesn't it? Yeah. And uh, 
with there's some vanilla tucked in as well. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's a dry imperial stout. It drinks way under the eight or nine percent or whatever it is. As far as the Nutrigrain goes, there's like a a hint of it integrated into the malt bill, which is just a great imperial stout. I get that Nutrigrain, like it's caramelly, sickly sweet in its own little way. Yeah. But in the mix of a beer, it makes it sense. It makes a bit more sense, yeah. But it's not like, I think when you call a beer, when that's the first descriptor, you almost expect it to taste like Nutrigrain, mm. where it just sort of like complements, and you might even not, if you weren't told about it, you probably wouldn't even pick it out um, with the taste profile. And then the marshmallows don't smack you across the face. It just mm. provides some sweetness, um, which is expected in that kind of pastry stout beer mm. and it's it just drinks really really easily and i really enjoyed it and i think chris is crushing it at the moment the drop was so good that was really good, so that, good. and i guess people that aren't familiar he basically you had to sign up to get this beer mm-hmm. um and he delivered around melbourne just drove around in the van him and the crew and f- different locations around melbourne um the one that i went along to and again hashtag freebie um, I went along to the Footscray rooftop of the sorry, Footscray Market rooftop, which if you've never been up there, next time you're in Footscray, go check it out. What's go the view like from up there? It's stunning. Yeah, I imagine you're looking over the city. Yeah, unobstructed skyline of the city. It's that's great. I think it's one of the best views in Melbourne, and it's an empty car park. Um, I went up there and met Chris. He gave me the beer. Um, they they poured me a beer, drinking, uh, you know, drinking delicious. Delicious double dry hop bloody IPA, whatever lactose stuff. I can't remember the details. I think it was just a hazy double IPA. Yeah. Whatever, anyway, whatever. but it was so yeah. good though. Yeah. yeah. Um, on a on a foot grade rooftop with Sick. <laughs> with maybe half a dozen dudes that look just like yeah, me. Yeah, that look like you. I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> one of the other places was. Um, in the skate park opposite Southland down Great. in Cheltenham, which yeah. is sick. Yeah. Um, but if you'd, yeah, I mean, I would strongly recommend, I don't know what the plans are for the next drop, but mm. sign up for the newsletter, just get it. Cause if that's an indication about any level of what it's going to be like, mm. do it. It's making really smart beers yeah. in a smart way. Yeah. Good wreck, Dave. I'm going to probably find a can. I'll, I'll check out if beer mash have one. Yeah, on for, sure, for sure. Uh, Nitro Lager for me. Yep. Bridge Road. I think I might've recommended this a couple of weeks ago, yeah. but it doesn't it's, matter. It's... It's great. So I was in the bottle shop yesterday and I was just like, I need to get two beers. I've got beers in the fridge, but I just need two drinking beers. I'd had it before and I was like, no, nah, that's exactly what I want to drink. Yeah. Oh, um, I want it right now, yeah. And I've said on social media recently that nitro beers, nitro canned beers especially, can just get out of here. The, well, how the, come? It just doesn't really work. Like, I reckon it does. Oh, I don't, I, I've never really, and I've shaken them up. Yeah. I've done the whole thing and I just... It just doesn't quite get there. And Nitro itself, I think, a beer on Nitro is finicky at the best of times. Yeah. Maybe I've just had a good experience with the cans I've got, but like yeah. I've, I've enjoyed it. I had one last night. I can't even think what it was. Um, I don't want to bore you with pauses, but I had one last night that was quite good. Or maybe the night before, yeah. Um, but yeah, th- this was a just a really good multi-lager. I got a little bit of a hop character from it. Uh, uh, espresso Stoutini. Okay, who's that? Uh, Temple. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Temple are doing interesting things. Yeah, they're making a move that is probably going under some radars a bit. I don't think they're getting. Well, they they fell off the map completely after Glenn left. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But they're coming back with with some stuff. They did a West Coast IPA that I really enjoyed uh, not long ago. I didn't mind this. Like this is one of those beers that 
I personally wouldn't get it again, but it's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, okay. Um, it's Yeah, it's got a lot of... It's almost like walking the line between an espresso martini and a beer, yeah. which sounds interesting, but just the mechanics of the nitro in the can worked great in okay. that particular one. So nice. I was happy with that, yeah. Um, and the nitro lager from... Bridge Road, I think, works really well. The, I noticed the can has a little flag on it. Have you, did you spot that? And I didn't notice on the first can I got, so maybe they've done another run with it. Yeah, no. Where, like, there's a little bit of the, the label, which is kind of sticking out off the can. Yeah. So when you hold it, you, you feel that, like, you feel it on your thumb or your, your hand when you pick it up. Right. And it's like, you look, you immediately yeah. look at what's this flag sticking up? What is this text here? And it's like, read this before. Oh, the instructions? Yeah, so that's yeah. quite good. So the, 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 Temple one, and I think some other ones that I've seen um, just have like a sticker across the top. Okay. So you can't really open it without yeah, looking yeah, at it. Yeah. yeah. I think that's good. That's yeah. fun. And what a, um, yeah, it's a fun little, you know, like. Yeah, it's like an added action that makes, that differentiate your, your beer. It's, yeah. the, it's the Cooper's roll your beer. Definitely. Um, but I think with a lot more impact. Yeah. Yeah, well, definitely. Uh yeah, really delicious. Nitro Lager, uh, Bridge Road. I really hope this sticks around and they keep making it because like, I... I thought it was going to be a quarter age. Now. Oh, really? I think That's so. That's great. Because yeah. if it's in the fridge all the time, yeah. I am, I'm pretty, I'll I'm be pretty so sure. happy. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Uh, and I feel like a lot of the Bridge Road stuff I've been not indifferent about, but I haven't been screaming out in, in passion I'm enjoying I'm a huge them. fan of the brewery and I haven't really been enjoying the the, many of the beers lately so yeah um, I think I, yeah. Think, I think that's probably where I am yeah. some of the Mayday ones um, I haven't loved so much and I think I just don't love Brett just beers Brett so much yeah, yeah I can understand that uh, but yeah this is like project, yeah. this reminded me exactly why Bridge Road are killing yeah, it so good yeah uh, speaking of Bridge Road this is an interesting thing to mention Ben the founder brewer is taking a gap year is that right? Did you know about this? I think I read about that. Yeah, he's yeah, taking so his family back to Italy or something like that. Uh, to Austria, Austria, where his wife is from. Yeah, I apologize right. if it's Germany. Or, oh, yeah, okay. um, but yeah, so he's taking a year off. He's he was on the IBA Independent Brewers Board. He's he's left that. Um, le- he's leaving his brewery in safe hands. He yeah. says. I mean, it's got to be an operation that is running, not itself, but like it's got to be doing pretty well yeah uh, operationally I would have thought reading that and knowing that Bridge Road has started in a small town really stuck to its roots um, you know he said we, I'm not going to start a production brewery yep. uh, I want my brewers to come and be part of the, the family almost and you know come into a nice place to work and have, be able to have lunch in a nice place rather than a, in a you know production facility yep. um, stayed fiercely independent and is still really works on ways to, to get that across. Uh, he's raised a family in this whole process. Yep. Also, you know, like, I mean, have you ever been there? Yep. Yeah, like it really is one of those places where maybe just because of the little walkway you walk through, but mm. it feels like you're walking into a place in itself. Yeah. And everyone, it's a real strong community vibe. Yeah. Um, everyone around loves the brewery. It's It's a special place. And he's built that stuck to his values, raised a family in the process. Yep. So when he said he was having a gap year, I was just like, oh, good on you. Yeah. Go go enjoy it. Like, How many more people would deserve that? I was yeah. so happy for, for, to read about that. Um, yeah. And it would be exciting to see what, with some downtime, he comes back with. Yeah, yeah. Because he, like, he, he has been someone who hasn't really stood still 
mm. at all. So, uh, yeah, it'll be it'll be a good year for him, I reckon. Yeah, interesting, interesting, uh, interesting boy move. Ben. Yeah. Uh, Nitro Lager, go buy some. It's great. It really is. It's good. really good. It must be National Distro or at least East Coast. Got to be at least East Coast. Um, yeah. yeah. Seek it out. What do you got? Non beer. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know how you go with watching TV at home. Well, well. Yeah, I watch uh, it. Oh, yeah. Okay. What about decision making between you and Emma? Oh, uh, we tend to divert into. I like watching shitty stuff. Yeah. Either shitty reality TV or dumb comedy. Emma likes watching serious stuff. So yeah. we... Laptop TV. Sure, we, I get it. We, uh, Steph and I um, love watching a series together. Yeah. But when we don't have something on the go, it's hard. Because we like that time. We, like, we enjoy watching something together, talking about it. All that sort yeah. of stuff that yeah. goes along with watching a series. Yeah. That's, and, uh, yeah, we, that's, yeah. that's a fun thing to do yeah. for us. Yeah. Um, so we want to make it happen, but it's difficult because uh, you scroll through. I mean, everyone knows about scrolling through Netflix and not just yeah. seeing lots of stuff and not finding anything really. And then I think, sorry to interrupt, uh, Shay Serrano, the writer, has a, he had a tweet about that. Like, yeah. scrolling through Netflix aimlessly trying to find something is also kind of good in itself, in its own <laughs> way. Like, it's almost mindful meditation while you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, I can anyway, sort of sorry, carry on. on. Yeah, uh, and then we moved house in the last week I don't think either of us were in the mood to like think about and make those like split second decisions yes no and I sort of I think I might have even snapped at her and said how about Frankenstein Chronicles it was like 61% Frankenstein what? Chronicles okay it was the first thing on on the list that sounds so bad doesn't it? (laughs) it doesn't it? uh and I've never heard of it. We were eating. We were like, we were, just wanted something while we were eating. And I was like, this is the first thing. What about this? Yeah. And then she's like, all right, let's just watch it. It's not bad. <laughs> it's not bad. It's where Sean Bean is the main character. Oh, yeah. It's He's set good. in uh, the 10s or 20s. Frankenstein whenever, times. Whenever Frankenstein was written. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mary Shelley is one of the characters in the show. Cool. Um, I mean, it's only, it's only a... BBC series two oh, okay. seasons, so BBC, like that's good. it's only two six episode seasons. Um, but I mean, something that was supposed to just get us through a meal, <laughs> we're still watching, <laughs> and it's not bad. I like Sean Bean a lot. Uh, I mean, it's a Frankenstein. I mean, it's more about uh, it's more about uh, medicine versus. Uh, religion, whether people should be experimenting on, which is yeah, it's an yeah, interesting, which is yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, I mean, if you look up, I mean, we had the same reaction. Frankenstein Chronicles, no thanks. Yeah. Actually, not bad. So <laughs> if you see that and go pass, just give it a chance. It yeah. looks like you know how in in movies and TV when they have fake names of things, definitely. You know, like in BoJack Horseman, there might be a poster behind yep. the thing. Yeah. And instead of the Vampire Diaries, it's the Frankenstein, Frankenstein Chronicles. Frankenstein Chronicles. Yeah. It That's what like that a, is. Looks like a, a like a satire. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then, I mean, and then supporting that awful name, I think it was like 61% yeah. rating or whatever, <laughs> like it had nothing going for it, but it's gritty. I like the fashion a lot. Uh, it just, I just like it. Yeah. Great. I really want to recommend a Netflix thing that I've been watching, but I'm not. I'm going to recommend a movie. Nice. So I've been doing film festival, um, bought a mini pass to the film festival. What does that get you? 13 movies. You pay for 10 and you get three freebies. 
Uh, that's would, awesome. Yeah, and yeah. I've been really I'm like maybe six or seven movies in. Um, but I watched a documentary called Cold Case Hammer Shog. Hammer what? Hammer sh- something. I can't. I'm, I'm my yeah, okay. terrible. Uh, Cold Case Hammer something. Google okay. it. You'll yeah. find it. Uh, but Say it's Shond Shold Shold Hammer Shold What's so that? It's, sca- it's the guy's name oh, so It's like a, it's like so a it's Danish not Hammer name. is not one of the words No, no. It's Hammer Shold Right okay uh, anyway, After, after three beers yeah. Cold case Hammer <laughs> Like Apologies to, to any Danes With <laughs> the Yeah Pronunciation there uh, The So basically It's this Documentary maker Who's In the realm of Say a Louis Theroux Yeah um, You know Quite tongue in cheek Somewhere between a Louis Theroux and a um, who's Ali G? That guy, Borat. Sasha Baron Cohen. So, yeah. yeah, you know, if, if in that middle ground there, okay. and he's making a documentary about this uh, UN uh, figure that was killed, and he was, well, no, he died. Spoiler alert. Ooh. And then, but there's theories that that he was was killed and it was a, a suicide, and he was going to reform, uh, not a suicide, sorry, a murder. He was going to reform big chunks of Africa and the, these grand plans. And then he died in a plane crash. Uh, so this tongue-in-cheek documentary maker, somewhat taking the piss, goes and makes a taking the piss documentary about this conspiracy theory and uncovers some shit. I'm not going to spoil it, uh, but... Oh, that's a good wreck, though. Yeah. Uh, Mads Brugger is his name. You can look him up on Wikipedia. Is the documentary maker. Um, Sounds made, like Hans Gruber. Yeah, it does. Um so good. I, I think I'm going to watch it again. Nice. That sounds great, actually. What's really good. Um, oh, cold, yeah, the Hammershold. Cold Case yeah. Hammershold. Yeah. Really good. I I don't think it's out to download or anything yet, but uh, look it up. But keep just keep your eyes peeled yep. for it. That's awesome. Dave, yeah. if people want to hear good things or read good things on the internet from you, where would they do that? They would uh, go to at Dave on Twitter and Instagram. Um, Instagram probably is just pictures of my dog. Um, That's good content. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, and Twitter is actually not much. Maybe I'll... I think I said two shows ago that I was going to get back to it. And I, and I, and I guess like Twitter relatively... Is rough these days. Yeah, it's not it's fun. A, it isn't the fun... I assume everyone does this. Do you like in the morning or before bed have us just to scroll through Twitter? Yeah, God, yeah. It sucks. Oh, it's it just... It sucks. It's the, the stark reality of the, world, reality of the world where everyone just hates each other and we're trashing but it. But is it though? Constantly. Is it though? Yeah. Shay Serrano is my only like nice or thing is about it like Twitter. The, is it like the... The pointy edges of everything clashing. Mm. Is the real world somewhere in the middle of that? I don't know. Uh, at Ale of a Time. For yeah, me. okay. Um, go on. At Hypothopod for the Hypothetical Institute. Yeah, eats and drinks. Eats and drinks on YouTube. We don't, still don't have a custom URL yet. Um, you need 100 subscribers to get a custom URL. Okay. We don't have 100 subscribers yet. So if you subscribe or if you, even if you don't use YouTube in that way, I don't think I've ever subscribed to anything on YouTube. But if no, you did I that, haven't, but I'm going to do it though. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be like, re- I'd appreciate a lot. What does a custom URL do? I mean, I obviously know what the thing is, but what's the implication of that? Well, then I can say youtube.com slash sure. eats and drinks. Okay. I can, I'd have to say search eats and drinks on YouTube and depending on what you've searched before, your algorithm might put it at the top or yeah. it might put it okay. fifth down. Very cool. Check it out. Uh, we're doing vegan Kung Pao chicken. The next one. Yeah. Vegan. I was going to ask you details about it, but just watch the video, I guess. Yeah. 